0: This is Prayer Room Companion, episode thirty-seven, recorded January twelfth, twenty eleven. Finding God in Ordinary Time. This is Prayer Room Companion. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and Father Dickinson is out of state uh, this week, so. Um, I couldn't find anything else, so I got 2 coworkers to record with me. You can laugh now, Kevin. That's all right. Uh, Kevin Miles, who has been a guest a host smile. before, uh, is, is with me, as is Renee Leach, who is also a co-worker of ours here at the Diocesan offices in Sioux Falls. Uh, Father Andrew is out of town, so I, I asked Kevin and Renee, who are both um, faith-filled Catholics, um, at least that's their day jobs. They they, they pretend to be on TV um, to to have a conversation with me. So we're all we're all married lay people. And and when I told Kevin and Renee, by the way, hi, say hi, Kevin. And Renee. Hi. Hello. Hello. That um, was Renee. Um, yeah, yeah, The first one was Kevin. The second was Renee. Just in case there's any question about that. Um, we were talking when I was talking to them about asking if they'd be willing to guest host with me. Um, So what we talk about, it's mid-January now, we're recording on January 12th, we're in Ordinary Time, um, South Dakota, we've just had another snowstorm, and it's cold, and for me, it's always like, it's the post, you know, Christmas culturally ends on December 24th at 11.59pm, for us as Catholics, Christmas begins then, and ended this last Sunday, uh, the 9th, I think was the date, with the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. So the Christmas season, both culture, but also now liturgically for us as Catholics is over. So now we're sort of, we're in what's called ordinary time. And I thought we could talk about is sort of in the ordinariness of our life, where do we find God? It's sort of, it's the post-holiday blahs, so to speak. It's a cold winter. It just feels different. We, we When we got home from Christmas vacation, I mean, it's just, it's different now, even though it's still the Christmas season liturgically, it was, it's still different. And so it's like, okay, where do we find God now? This is just, it's not the holiday season. It's not Advent, it's not Christmas. It's just ordinary time. And so I wanted uh, to have you guys on to talk about just in your own lives, where you find God in the ordinariness of your day-to-day
1: living. You know, and he told us that how long ago—just like three minutes ago—we yeah. were just three yeah. So, ago. so this is it. where we're at, and this is where we find God. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin doesn't know where he finds God. <laughs> it's called stalling. Yeah. It's, it's called
0: Stalin. Stalin. So anyway,
2: no, I think the challenge for for us after Christmas, it's kind of like you take the Christmas tree down, yep, and you take away. All the anticipation and the excitement, and what are you left with? I think the challenge for mm-hmm. us is to to be still and to actually look
1: you know and it's also <clears throat> it's also those aspects of the, you, you build up to that christmas the Christmas season or Christmas and you know we always try to tell our kids as we're going through everything so, you know it, it extends beyond this and and being you know i, I don't know if we're, I would suppose, different than most of culture because we talk about Christmas after Christmas. Right. We talk, we leave the Christmas mm-hmm. trees up, we yeah. leave the lights up, we do all that kind of thing, and we talk about how Christ is with us now, so it's Christmas. And uh, uh, so I don't know, you you really do. It is more of an abrupt when you you got to come back to reality because school starts. You know, it's no longer it, you're those new gifts that you got are 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 worn and and it it just, it's as they get into the school year, I think you really have to take a step back and understand what the changes that have happened. I think the kids are aware of that. And uh, um, it's it's good that you have a topic like this of of where is God in the ordinary? I really, and I really think that's because I think that happens day in and day out is I think that's for me in with my children is always trying to point God out during the day or during, during the uh, events of life.
2: And it's not so much as fitting him in. I think, you know, we all, we're, we all have families. We all have these crazy schedules that we're keeping, and our children are in activities and running here and there, and we're involved in things and volunteer. And, and, and it's, um, I think it's so easy for us to say, well, we're going to just go to church on Sunday, and that's where we're going to fit God in. Right. But God wants us to do more than that. Um, God wants to be with us in the car when we're battling um, traffic he wants to um,
1: well and and God is there absolutely we're not trading him in no I always try to point that out to the kids be attentive to that exactly Uh, be attentive to that uh, a Mm -hmm. spiritual director wants to tell me and where was God at that right and and I said God was laughing at me (laughs) but I mean and then that's the question so I always ask the kids uh, uh, I was sharing with you guys earlier about this child said to my son that Mm -hmm. he yeah, right before he was going out to wrestle, he says, oh, I don't believe in God. And he's going, what do I say to that dad? I said, well, you say God, God believes in him. Great. You know, I said, it's just a simple way of pointing out that God is active in your lives, in everyone's lives, no matter what, if they pay attention to him or not. How? I, I, what do you mean how? How is he active in your life? How is God active in my life? Yeah. Oh, man, he turned that on me. Well, God is active in my life right now just in the simplicity of of just the family. I mean, that's how I see God, where I see God active in my life right now. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to struggle
0: with... I'm going somewhere with this, so okay. I in, think you were. Renee. That could be. We
1: never know. What we <laughs> <it>. next. <laughs> that, that,
0: that could be an open-ended question, uh, but that's that. that you know, uh, you could go on and on and on. I, I could um, go so on and on and on.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> where is God in your life? In the most basic, you know. So going back to your son's answer, what you proposed to him, mm-hmm. um, God believes in you. Right now, cause this, is, this is a hobby horse, and maybe the, the the listeners have heard me say this before on the podcast, but God right now is thinking about and, and loving us into existence.
1: So it's, mm-hmm. it, I mean,. So where's God? But it's kind of big to tell this my fifteen no, I'm, I'm year old. If God an quit thinking about us, we cease it's to, to exist. exist. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, It'd be kind of tough for my fifteen year old. But, I mean, but they probably are fifteen year olds. I mean, I'm sure there's some saints. In the and I'm not, I'm not thinking so
0: much of, of teenagers either, because of course you, the teens have been long gone for the both of you.
1: Um, <laughs>
2: But we're raising them. (laughs) Yes, you are. Yes, you are.
1: Uh, That second jab about modern family dad—you know, hip and into it. (laughs) I'm sure that's what your kids say. My dad's so hip. Yeah, right.
0: (laughs) No, but the fact that God is—I mean, where is God in your life? He is—he is loving me into existence right now.
1: He is, he is ever-present. My breath, my being is God's presence in my right. life. Yep. I mean, I didn't know if you wanted me to go that way or if you wanted I know, me to go some I do, other I, way. I wanted to see where so you like, going. He always throws those open-ended ones. It's yeah. Renee's turn. <laughs> so, to do what? To, to talk? caught with an open-ended
0: oh, question. I don't have one for her right now. <laughs> Us old people.
2: You're an easier target, I know. Kevin. I just,
0: okay, so, that's, so, so Renee, where do you find God in day-to-day life?
2: For me, I um, my relationship with God is really important. And so because it's an important part of my life, I have to make it a priority. Um, I um, I try to set aside time every day to spend with Him. And then the other thing is that I try to Be aware Mm -hmm. is if um, someone once told me that your contact with any one person during the day is not an accident. There's something there that God wants you to learn from that person. And so just to to be vigilant of that and and conscious of that and, and, and to realize that God is working in my life every day in amazing ways and to trust that.
1: Well, and that's what Chris uh, he points out, too, is if God's loving us into existence, that everything that's in our existence is,
2: is a of part of
1: that that we need to be attentive to. Mm-hmm. And it can be exhausting if you really think long and hard about that. But it's also a continual affirmation of the great works that are present to us, especially you know, as we work for the church today. You know, We can run into many aspects that you just bat your head against the wall and you're just going, why am I putting up with this? but there is present, its presence, that experience is present, the people's presence is love to us in existence by God and needs to be appreciated. It is stepping back and mm-hmm. appreciating, and which we don't do when you dive into things and, and you got to get to the next day right. or the next activity.
0: Yeah. Living life on the surface. <laughs> exactly. Living that
1: ordinary time. Of, we're now out of the Christmas season yep. and we're in ordinary time and we're just going from event to event to event. To wrestling match, basketball game, to, to, to play practice or whatever, you know, it is to get kids around to where they're going, it, you become less attentive to what's going on.
0: Right, and I'm sure you both have heard it, but the, the, I mean, what what do we know about Jesus's life? We know about the last three years, his birth, when he was 12, the last three years, and that's it. There is that whole span of the hidden life in Nazareth, which was the ordinariness of family life—Mary, wow. Jesus, and Joseph living together, um, as in as as in many ways a normal. They, certainly, they weren't normal, but the kind of existence they were living was completely normal.
1: But you know what? I, I, let just let me add a little bit of caveat. Caveat there is because when they found Jesus at the temple, the Scripture says that when they found him, they told him, where were you? We were concerned. And I think it says somewhere in there that he left and he obeyed them. Right. Well, I'm sorry, but my four teenagers throughout life you know, at times have not <laughs> obeyed me. And, and that's a whole another aspect I of heard that ordinary re- time.
0: I heard just that the reason that Jesus didn't begin his public ministry until he was 30 is because Mary grounded him.
1: <laughs> because I like that's,
0: that. I like that. I that's like pretty,
2: that.
1: That works for you. Yeah. Um, I've used that, that before, Crowley.
0: <laughs> I said, "Yeah, right." Obviously, I mean, what? Jesus and Mary were sinless. Poor Joseph, but, the, 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 but the ordinariness in the Jesus wasn't all. Pre, I mean, they were, Joseph was a carpenter. They were yep. living the life of a carpenter's family. Yeah. And Jesus was, and, and obviously that's where Mary, Mary and Mary and not find God literally in their house, of course, but still the reality of, it wasn't extraordinary events. They weren't, you know, they weren't missionaries. They weren't going out.
1: What? Nothing. I'm just, I'm just, You're, you I'm just laugh. smiling. No, it's yeah. good. I love getting you going. So I anyway. <laughs> um,
0: so was going somewhere with that, but I don't remember now because Kevin distracted me
1: the common occurrence yeah died. oh sorry <laughs>
0: all right so where the, the pop quiz hot oh, shot great. there's a bomb and a bus what movie <laughs> anybody speed, speed. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's... they got help from the sound guy for that <laughs> yeah. one.
1: in his ordinary he's discovering god <laughs> speed yeah.
0: so in in where do we where is god um okay apart from our prayer lives and the sacraments there's, there are places where the three of us, where God is present to us uh, in the same way. This could be really vague. Uh, if you get this, um, I'll have to give you some prize.
1: Okay, I got to repeat the question. Yeah, I
0: will. I mean, How is God present to the three of us in the same way?
1: Using Outside the of the speed? sacraments.
0: Outside of the sacraments and our prayer lives. Nothing to do with... It's got
1: nothing to do with... I'm I'm lost. I was thinking Catherine Bullock and
0: and Speed. Sandra? Sandra. Sandra, I'm sorry. What do the three of us have in common? Family. Before... We're
2: believers.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. Beyond that.
1: Beyond that.
0: What's our state in life? I'm having to spell this out. This is like Jeopardy. We
2: are laypersons. We're married.
0: Married and parents. Parents. For lay people, well, for, for the married, for, for married and, the, and with children, the way where Christ is particularly present to us is through, first through our spouses, mm-hmm. and then through our children. Yeah. So the thing, because over the last couple of years that I've been, you know, for me, I mean, I, you know, I, I I love to read and finding, but but what's become more and more. Um, what I've realized, or I've been told, frankly, uh, in spiritual direction and other places, I need to be looking for Christ, not in books, but in my wife hmm. and my children, because that's how he is present to me yeah. as, a, as a husband and a father.
1: I find that interesting because I don't know if you guys know this, but <clears throat> November, in November, uh, uh, beginning, right after a silent retreat I was on, I came home and Shannon had discovered a lump on her breast. And so all of November, we were going through the stress of... Of, uh, you know, what is it?
2: Not knowing, You're not
1: knowing, and, and what are we going to do about this? And then right after Thanksgiving Day, we had the appointments and found out it was non-cancerous, and it was, you know, it, but I was that weekend. I was at a friend's house watching a Green Bay football game, and as I was leaving, he said, "Tell, give my love to your girlfriend." And I I stopped for a second because we had just gone through all of this, and I, and it just hit me so hard she's my girlfriend Mm. and she even though i've been married now we're coming onto our 25th year of marriage i you take it you take that for granted the girlfriend who i always said made me a better catholic made me a better christian that's why i married her that's why and and it's it is we that's that spouse of that girlfriend of mine that close friend that helps me Mm -hmm. You know, I have to remember what, what brought us together, and it was our common faith. it was our it was it was our love for each other. And now we've gone through twenty five years and we've gone through such valleys and you know just in the month of November, mm-hmm. so many different thoughts go through your minds of what ifs going through that whole right. that waiting period that that lent or that <laughs> or whatever time that would be, that desert time. To really discover that, you know, she is my girlfriend, and she helps me get closer to God. And that's where that relationship, discovering God, is an, it's not just in the individual, it's in the relationship. You know, it's not a Facebook profile. It's just because you're dating somebody, that you're in a relationship. All these kids are doing these relationship things. A relationship is 10, 15, 20 years down the road, and how God is present within the total in a day in, day in process. It's you know, that relationship and and I think it grows richer and deeper and at the, but at the same time I have to go back and say she's still my girlfriend.
2: Exactly. We just you know? had this conversation last night with my daughter. We were we were standing there making dinner and um we kinda we do mealtimes together, so we're all in, in the kitchen just talking about the day and um I had made my, I call my husband my rock because when I have a rough day, he's he's the thing that anchors me mm-hmm. to reality. And I was telling my daughter about that. And um, she said that when she gets married, she wants to marry her best friend. And I was explaining to her that one of the gifts of marriage that we've been given is that that friendship isn't going to necessarily be there on the day of the wedding, but that that friendship grows deeper and deeper mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. you as you go through life together and help each other through the valleys yeah. and over the mountains.
0: In other words, it may not be the best friend of the day of the wedding, exactly. but you grow in the friendship.
2: The friendship changes,
0: right?
1: Well, it it deepens.
0: Exactly.
2: It,
1: you know, I will I will say I married my best friend on my wedding day, but. I had a whole different perception of what yes. best friend was. Exactly. <clears throat> you know, it's right. just like marriage. You know, when we talk on marriage, um, you know, after twenty five years, you've kind of get, there's not too many secrets left. You better <laughs> hope there's not too many secrets left. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and and you sit there and you you it's so important and to sit back and recognize God's hand in all of that. Mm-hmm. Just like we were talking about before in the everyday life, but it's just you know reflecting back on what. We've experienced in these twenty-five years. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't holdrums. It was some exciting times. It's fun times. Intimate times. You know, it's it's you know raising these children and you know watching them now leave. You know, twenty-one-year-old goes to college and you know, you watch that and you just go, wow. This is the, you know this is the ordinariness of life and seeing God in that. And, you know, get back to, getting back to the topic of the ordinary time. You know, throughout all of our years, you just you have to reflect and find. Um, those touches of God. In that, and that's it's a very good point. And it
2: goes back to the fact that he is there. He is there and he is present and he's touching our lives. But to honor that, we need to take the time to acknowledge it.
0: Right. I, I think we could even, I mean, He's not just touching our lives. I mean, it's not just...
2: You know, oh, no. Yeah. You know, no. I
0: mean, it's, it's, it's much more than that. Well,
2: absolutely. and it's... But yeah, absolutely.
1: It's, it's just like, and I, I'll be honest with you, there was many times driving to work that I was in tears driving to work because of a Shannon situation in November, yep. you know, as we're waiting. And I kept on thinking, all is gift, all is gift, all is gift. And and then that's what you, you sit there in your mind, you're going, I, I, you know, in this office area, I work with stewardship. So, you know, everything we believe is gift, and that's part of the office... Theme is it's, it's <laughs> yeah. all gifted, and I'm going. And you're sitting there going to your mind. In my mind, I'm going. It is all gift. It is all gift. Every you know, yeah. whatever's going to happen, that's gift to me.
2: And I'm a control freak by nature, so my mantra is God is in control. God is in control. <laughs> God is in control.
1: Well,
0: I, I, I told both of you the whole this I have this whole passport thing where uh-huh. I had a, a passport that ended up being missing in the post office and it got found. But there's a six hour period though where. I didn't have control. I mean we're as, particularly as Americans it's very difficult for you.
2: <laughs> Chris is a little bit of a control freak too. A little bit of
0: I let Renee take it for the, but, but you know but we're, as Americans even you Kevin we're, we're, we're so used to we are in charge but you obviously in a much more serious way than my passport with your wife I mean the, you know you've got this idea of life is going to go this way and da. da, 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 da mm-hmm. and, but you know we're not in control. No. And the and the I think that and the challenge I think for us as as Catholics as Christians is even in the midst of those moments where we lose control even in a in a profound way as you know with dealing with possible cancer it's not I have to get through this to find God but where is God in this mm-hmm. you know in the midst of every moment even, not just the, the peaks but also the valleys God is with us. Uh, you know, I have a friend who talks about it it's it's you don't we don't just endure Good Friday to get to Easter Sunday. God is present with us on our Good Fridays as well.
1: And it's it's important to also point out, I think, it's it's you can discover that after the fact. You know, it, it's just that in the discovery yeah, of mean, my friends <laughs> saying and I think it's important for people that are listening or whatever like that, is if, if they listen and they sit there and say, Well, I haven't done that, I don't do that. Or you can you you need to look back and and evaluate the past, too, and God's presence in all those times. It's not just discovering and being attentive for the day, but it's also looking back over the last month, the last week, the last year, and reflecting on that. And that's, you know, as we come to Lent and we've gone through Christmas and we've gone through all that, it's the beginning of a new year, it's a good time to reflect. You know, the New Year's resolutions, it's a good time to reflect on 2010 and discover and look for God within those things, too. Within those events in our lives,
2: I call that looking for the pearls in the trash, because everybody has trash in their life, everybody has right. things that they're dealing with, and so, um to look for the pearls, the blessings that have that have appeared yeah. or, or or have come along the way, and they're there
1: mm-hmm.
0: exactly. So, but again, I think looking, but the looking back can be good because we can give thanks to God for exactly. the way, but it also helps us to so when we're in the midst of maybe times of suffering, yeah. that we can be more able to recognize
1: his presence. I think now. it's a, it's a good lesson, and looking back is what makes you more attentive to what's happening in yeah, the present right. and what's going to happen in the future. I mean, that's, and
2: it and it also, if because sometimes when you're in the midst of your life in the you know, Sometimes we're not objective enough to see the blessings, but to ha- to look back and to realize that they were there in the past right. helps us to trust that even though we don't see them now, right. that they're there.
1: And you know, and I've said this: to you, I'm, I'm a journaler, right. so you know, I journal, and I've journaled for more years than I've been married, and and that is helps me get it, you know, put it into words on the piece of paper, and helps me process and discover and and. And lay it out, and I think this is something that helps me just be able to put things to rest too, so I can be mm-hmm. more attentive. So, and I, I've always strongly encouraged that as a as a tool. But it's a it's really a
0: it's what a if, discipline. What if I have bad handwriting?
1: Well, you just throw it out there. You oh. don't have to go back and read it. Okay. You just throw it out yeah, there, it's, and it's and not <laughs> for
2: posterity' <laughs> <pay> <laughs> sake. Nobody's going to go back and read. But it. But you it's,
1: both keep your journals. Yeah, I yes. do have. So. I do keep my journals, and I and I've and I've written on the front of many of the journals that says "God bless anybody who tries to read these or <laughs> or, or, or fix the grammatical errors because it's go. just for me to get it out and to share." But you know, it, it is important too. I, I really think my journaling has been a, a blessing to the kids too. I I mean, just this last year at birthdays, I've gone and opened up and read to them what was going on the hmm. day they were born. Hmm. And and uh, in fact, my wife and I had this great debate of what was happening on the day one of the children was born. I said it was a blustery, windy day, and she goes, "No, it wasn't." Uh-oh. I said, "Yes, it was." So I went back to the journal, opened it up, and right there, in black and white, it said, "It's the awful day." It was a dark <laughs> was and stormy, stormy night. night. <laughs> Working on my prose. Come yeah. on.
0: <laughs> so okay. So again, uh, going back to the th- ordinariness, but also um, married. Uh, Parents, um, what do you do to try to make your homes, your families, Catholic? I mean, you are Catholic, but but to try to—I mean, it's particularly in a culture that's where it's to some degree, sometimes in many ways, countercultural to be a Catholic yep. family. Um, what are some of the things? Again, because you have so much more experience than I do.
2: Okay, that's three times you've knocked her. Well, twice right recording, one
0: before. Just I.
2: What I do is I live my faith. Okay. Um, you start the day with prayer. You pray before meals. If there are problems, um, then you pray for those problems in the presence of your children so they know what's on mm-hmm. your heart. If you are talking. No, hold on a second. What?
0: Pray for problems in the presence of your children. What do you mean by that?
2: I just think it's important that um, kids realize that life isn't perfect. Right and that when you are worried about something or when somebody is hurting or going through something that we can pray for them and that we pull God into that, we acknowledge God's presence in that situation. So
0: concretely, when do you just you do that? Uh, do you have, a, do, you have a, do you have family prayer time or something? We where do you...
2: we do family prayer before meals, okay. and and supper time is the one meal during the day that I re- I require everybody to be present. So sometimes we do eat late, okay, but we start that meal with a family prayer where we all join hands as a family and kind of connect.
0: So and I just bless us, O oh Lord, in these. Ideas. We
2: start it with that, and then after that we. Okay, um,
0: so that's where, if there's problems, that's where you... Yeah, that's
2: okay. where we bring it up. And then okay. that gives us the opportunity then during mealtime to to talk about it. So everybody yeah. can um, intercede for whatever is on their mind that day. And then at supper time, we talk about it.
1: Okay. Yeah, I wish we were more consistent on things like that. Um, you guys eat like at 9 p.m. or something. Uh, it, though, it, I it's think. crazy well, sometimes. It's it per- depends.
2: It's not perfect. <laughs> yeah, I know, it, it
1: just <laughs> depends on, you know, school, you know, my wife's a school teacher and depends on where she's coming back from tutoring or whatever like that. And when I'm getting back, you know, last night... I was doing the RCA program and Brandon and every, So we were running around. And so I didn't even have a supper last mm-hmm. night. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like so, I said, it's
2: not perfect.
1: Uh, uh, but there are some traditions, like one of our family, is that. And, and uh, with the now that the boys get older, we do less and l- we do less of it. But it's still present with us. And we always have done a family blessing where um, where the kids will come up and we'll say good night. And, and the mantra I always say is is no matter what, three hail Mary's and our Father before you fall asleep. And so I'm always reminding them three hail Marys and our Father and thank God for the day. You know before you fall asleep and then there's also we would also do a small cross on the forehead a blessing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i bless you in the name of the father son and holy spirit and they bless me so my child blesses me and i bless them and i, I think it comes from a, i brought it out of a, a henry nowen book at one time and uh um and so ever since there have been babies we've blessed bless them and them. they've blessed mm-hmm. us and um <clears throat> and uh, when so so last night shawnee who's He's the thirteen year old comes up and gives me a great big hug and blesses me. You know, first thing just an automatic reaction just blesses me and, and I bless him, even though I was just after him for him to get going and get after this and, yeah. <laughs> but so within the ordinance of day of right. parenting and it and getting habit. backpacks, it's it's a, a habit, habit. But it's also I love you. Mm-hmm. And I love you in faith. I love you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And in the sense that I'm blessing him, and he's blessing me. He says, "No worries and no worries," you know, to each other.
2: You know, as parents, we often wonder. We try to live our faith, and we try to do the right things. And you often wonder, "Am I getting it right?" And and as parents, we can look back and we can we acknowledge we mm. made mistakes because they didn't come with a user's guide when God gave them to us. And you often wonder, did you do it? Did you do everything that you should have? Were you the parent that that? God wanted you to be. Mm -hmm. Um, The other day I was having a conversation with my daughter. She likes to um, snuggle in the bed with me at night before we go to sleep. And we were talking and I was expressing to her that I was concerned about some things that happened during the day. And um, she turned to me and said, well, mom, have you talked to God about it? And and I find, and I just smiled because this is something for the last several years I've been telling her, have you talked to God about it? Have you talked to God about it? And, you know, she's, she is living that range between, she, she goes to public school, so she's living in secular society in, in the midst of that and then comes home and has a mom who is... Um, Uber Catholic. Uber, yeah. <laughs> Hardcore Catholic, as it have been called. And, and that's kind of a hard line for her to ride. sometimes. So for her to remind me, Mom, have you talked to God about it, um, just made me smile because yeah. she's, the seeds have been planted. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, my kids go to Catholic schools, but there's still a lot of secular society within, <laughs> sure, <laughs> within that sure. too. Um, but I always find it, too, also so comforting when the kids are honest with you. And they ask those questions, like my one son, Kalen, coming to me and says, Dad, what do I say to this? Okay. I mean, just because he's in a Catholic school, now he's being approached, you know, he's approached with several questions before that. But he says, well, There's, I don't.
2: They're supposed to have all the answers. Yeah,
1: they're supposed yeah. to have all the answers. And all of a sudden, this kid is telling him, oh, I don't believe in God. So you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't like me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, then it's my son to be the the bigger Christian. And and and, and he did, was. I mean, he was. He says, well, that's. You know, he he didn't know exactly what to say back, but he also understood. What did he say back? Did he say he? He says, he says, well, it's something to it that doesn't affect me towards you. I mean, he he didn't. He didn't didn't pass a judgment. Is what he didn't do. And I said, was. And I felt comfortable because my son. And I think this is so important when you your children can be open and honest with you and ask you an honest question when they don't have the answer. Mm -hmm. Um, I always my biggest fear was them fearing to ask me the question. You know, they, they do fear certain questions, like whenever they want to ask for more money. They, they, they do have fear when they have to ask for that. But said, they know
2: where to go, but for, they know the where to go. For, for the faith mm-hmm. questions. For
1: the faith questions, for the questions of life, they don't have fear if right. it's with the drugs, alcohol, mm-hmm. if it's sexuality, if it, things like that. They have no fear of talking to me about that. Yeah, the sixteen-year-old says it's kind of weird talking to you about this, Dad. I said, seventeen-year-old now, but I said, but we need to talk about it. But right? you
2: know, the other thing that I would say is that establishing that communication and those relationships with your kids can happen at any time. It's, I mean, um, it's 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 not too late for for anyone who maybe hasn't had those faith conversations with their kids yet. Right. Um, because I, I believe the kids, they want to talk about it. They're, they have a soul that is, right. is long. They're made for God. They're made for God. And so I think uh, a kid would be very open to those conversations.
0: And I think the other thing, again, though, well, not again, uh, to remember is it's it's not, obviously, as parents, we have something to give them, but Christ is present to us. Through them, through them. Mm-hmm. as well. So mm-hmm. it's obviously his parents, you know, there's a parent-child relationship yeah. no matter how old they are. But still, Christ, whether they're infants, toddlers, teenagers. Christ is,
2: is teaching us patience and tolerance. See, there you well, go. And, and, trying at least. <laughs>
1: Well, and I just want to point out that since Renee and I are the older elders of this we get to watch you through time deal with these questions. I I, I learned from your mistakes. Oh, I can't wait. 10 years. We're (laughs) going to have (laughs) another
2: podcast.
1: What will it be in 10 years? We're going to have another podcast. We're going to have a podcast. (laughs) Well, if it's pod, then who knows what a webcast A
2: webcast.
1: Oh, Lord.
0: It's a webcast. Not everybody has an iPod, it could be just a webcast.
2: That's true. It's a webcast.
0: It's, it's like Kleenex is not the only kind of tissue out there.
2: Isn't a Kleenex a tissue?
0: <laughs> so, all right. So we've 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 we uh, wasted a We've Dylan wasted half down. an hour of our listeners' lives now. Uh, any anything else that you guys have been dying to say, but I haven't asked you the right question. Probably Renee, because Kevin's been talking a lot. I, I just have a
2: break. Now. You know, uh, I just cannot think of anything that. I absolutely have to say at okay. this moment. So. Right. Well, the pot I'm, roast will get worked good. in. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I to that come up with a new title. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to do that for another podcast. Right.
1: pot roast will be a teaser. <laughs> Kevin? any final thoughts? Are you you just told me I've talked too much already. <laughs> I, I to say something else. Let's just leave it as this, this antagonist kind of thing so yeah. the next time I'm on I'm, I'm really and, and not... I
2: would like to add that God works between the relationship with Kevin and, and Chris all the time. God is there <laughs> and, and I was just
0: going to say I'm really like trying to find Jesus Kevin. <laughs>
2: He's there. He's Kevin's there.
0: getting in the way, I think. I don't. Know. <laughs>
2: Maybe God's using Kevin to teach you patience Maybe and tolerance he is. and oh, Lord.
0: Maybe
1: he is. <laughs>
2: Lord. compassion.
1: Nothing's better than sticking a little fork in the Chris at times and seeing him squirm.
2: <laughs> and with that, well,
1: <coughs> we will
0: bring this podcast to us. Kevin, Renee, thank you for being here.
2: Thanks for thank the invite. You. We'll
0: do this again years later. <laughs> and Father Dickinson will be back next week, so we'll be back to our regular program next week. Thanks for listening. God bless.